how to understand the mystery of the Trinity in a way that deeply impacts how you and I see our life, our Christian life. We know that although God is one, we know from the scriptures that God is not solitary. We see this, for example, at the moment when Jesus was baptized. Jesus went down into the waters of the Jordan, and what does it say? The Spirit came down upon him in the form of a dove, and the voice of the Father was heard. So in that one moment, we have the Son, we have the Spirit, and we have the Father. God, though one, is not solitary. In fact, the Scriptures reveal when it says that God is love, it reveals His innermost secret, that God is this eternal exchange of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what is so beautiful is that you and I, made in God's image, are called to share in that holy communion of love. This is why it says in the first reading that God delights in us. Of all that God made, we alone are made to share fully in the eternal exchange of love that is God. But something happened. Something happened after creation. And I want to convey that through a parable. A very wise Jewish rabbi was teaching his young disciples, trying to teach them different lessons. And one day, this was the lesson. He said to them, how can we tell when the night has ended and the daylight has begun? And of course, they're thinking and trying to come up with an answer. So one of them says, is it when you can look off into a distance and discern the difference between an apple tree and a pear tree? Is that how you can tell? The rabbi said, no. Another one raised their hand. Rabbi, is it when you can look off into the distance and make out the difference between a sheep and a goat? Nope, that's not it either. And they gave various answers. Finally, they said, okay, tell us. We give up. He said to them, we know that the darkness has ended and the daylight has begun when you can look into the face of any man, woman, and child and see the face of a brother or a sister. Because if you cannot yet see that, 
It is still night. Boy, think about that one. How many of us here tonight could look into the face of anyone else present here in this mess? How many of us would see a stranger? How many of us would not see the face of a brother or a sister? You see, this is the reason why God sent his son into the world. Because this great darkness had descended. Because sin has created so much division. Jesus came to redeem my poor heart, your heart, from all the things that prevent us from living in the communion that is God. For example, the pride that makes us feel superior over others, that makes us critical and judgmental. Jesus came to overcome in our hearts that anger that hurts one another that makes us wipe others out. Jesus came to redeem in my heart the jealousy and the envy that puts me in competition with others. Jesus comes to redeem that selfishness and sloth that makes me indifferent and insensitive to others. Anything that prevents me from living in communion, living in unity, and all the engaged couples that are here tonight, your hopes and your dreams are to live a marriage not of friction and dissension. That's not what you want. You want the peace and the harmony of a marriage where you are united in love. That's what you want. And in case you didn't know it yet, you need Jesus for that to become a, a dream fulfilled. And it's a work that we have to commit to on a daily basis because communion is hard. It just doesn't happen overnight, and it's done. We have to commit to communion and unity every single day of our lives, which means I have to commit to forgiving those who hurt me. I have to commit to bearing the burdens of others in their imperfections and their faults. I have to commit to love, to love through my own feelings of anger and resentment and the things that threaten to divide me and to push others away. All of this is possible through Jesus Christ. And the very communion that we are going to share in a moment 
We celebrate this communion while at the same time it helps to build it, to deepen it, and to strengthen it. We are meant to be one family. I did a funeral for uh, Patricia Swenson in my first year here. She died in April of 2015. She had a heart that radiated the communion of the Trinity. She would welcome anyone into her house. The street children, the hobos that came in on the trains, they were all welcome into her house. She'd give them a bed to sleep in. She'd give them the best rooms of the house. Of course, the kids didn't like this very much. But when they got older, they, they, they realized what she was doing. She had a plaque above her door that said, there's no such thing as strangers, only friends that we have not yet met. That's an example of when the heart, when Jesus takes hold of our heart and it starts to radiate and bear the image of God. Communion. Unity. We have a lot of work to do for God to realize this dream of making us one single family united in love. Please join me. Let's not give up. Let's persevere. No matter how hard it is, let's press forward with Jesus to realize this dream. And God's not going to stop until it's done, until we are all united into heaven to enjoy this communion forever. Amen.